Welcome to the Hardware Asylum Podcast Extras. In this episode, we talk about some other enthusiastic activities, in this case, Nitro RC. I'm your host, Dennis Garcia, and with me today, I have Darren McCain. PCs here in the hardware asylum labs. I almost said Ninja Lane. <laughs> Ninja, still there. Yeah, still there. I haven't. I can't. I can't shake it. But yeah, we build a lot of PCs, and got me thinking that the PC building, the, you know, the enthusiast market goes beyond just PCs. Well, sure, we all have different hobbies that are similar to overclocking or PC building. Yeah, there's some people that you know, drag race on the weekends and they go and tune up their imports so that they can do the the weekend racing and whatnot. One of my hobbies that I've done, you know, beyond mini trucking and motorcycling and I don't know, I have a lot of hobbies (laughs) is, um, RC cars. You know, I've had RC cars since I was like a wee lad, you know, my, one of the first ones I remember was the, the car that would go forward and then you press a button and then it would back up. And as it backed up, it would turn. Then, oh yeah. And that's how you would steer it. And you let it go and then you drive off again. And then I graduated to, um, I don't know, it's like this little buggy, kind of like a dune buggy. Um, and it had a two speed gearbox. So it had low speed and high speed. And it also had on the remote control, it would have normal speed and then it'd have a turbo boost. And the turbo boost would basically dump more voltage into the motor. So it would go faster if you put it in high gear and turbo boost, it would actually go on the street and probably go like, I don't know, 20 or 30 miles an hour. Not bad. The downside was that it ran on double A batteries and, um, the parents didn't like me burning through all the double A's and, you know, the, the rechargeables at the time had a different voltage. So while they were powerful for the first like two seconds after that, then they just brr and. Well, I'm certainly sympathetic because I have a lot of, well, fairly entry-level RC cars that run on AA batteries and have tried a host of different rechargeable solutions to keep them running. Yeah. Well, I, um, one of my recent hobbies that, um, you know, I don't know, this has been 10 some years ago or whatever, was uh, graduating my RC addiction to Nitro RC. Wow. That sounds exciting, but what's that mean exactly? Well, that is basically RC cars, but they're run by Nitro motors that are basically two-stroke engines running top fuel racing fuel uh in something that's a lot smaller than uh, well smaller than chainsaw smaller than a little mini bike i mean these are little tiny engines uh, 0.21 0.15 um, cc's wow that's pretty small yeah they they run um similar to like a diesel engine so they have a glow plug that uh will you know, ignite the, ignite the nitro and basically keep the combustion going. So this is a two cycle. The, uh, explosion happens, push the piston down, exhaust will go out. It will, as it's evacuating, it will suck in more fuel air mixture. Piston goes back up, compresses against the glow plug fires, and it just keeps repeating over and over and over again. All those things make me think expensive. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of expensive. Actually, I have a, I have a truck. I want to show it to you. Okay. It's, it's pretty flipping awesome. One sec. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, wow. So uh, that's pretty darn big. All right, so, yep, let me sit back down. <coughs> so I'm looking at something that says Savage 21. Yeah, this is the HPI Savage 21. Um, if you go to the HPI website, hpiracing.com, they, uh, their company specializes in RC cars, electric and also nitro. Before the Savage came out, they basically specialized in stadium trucks and like dune buggies. And stadium truck is a, a small scale truck that was um, styled after like the, a monster truck. Well, no, it's um, it's like the Baja trucks. Oh, okay. But they're the ones that run in indoor tracks and stuff like that. So they were uh, RC trucks styled after that, either nitro or electric. Well. The Savage was their attempt to make a monster truck that was superior to the um, Traxxas. That uh, the you know, T Max. Yeah, the T Max. That's what. That's the uh, name I'm thinking I've of. I've heard of the T Maxes. Yeah. Well, T Max is um, kind of a, a mid-range sort of truck. It's a little bit bigger than a stadium truck, but quite a bit smaller than the Savage here that I have. Well, I'm looking at it, and it is. Almost as wide as it is long, too. Yeah, it's, it's big. It's a big truck. Um, and the enthusiast in me, the tweaker, so to speak, has uh, modified it <laughs> quite a bit. Of course. So, yeah, the, um, the truck, when it first came out, it was HPI's um, inaugural, I should say, to make a, a large truck. And there were a few downfalls. The one was the engine was underpowered, even though it was larger. Mm-hmm. They put in a, a .21. That's where the 21 comes from. A 0.21 cc engine, which uh, I upgraded this one. Let's see, I upgraded it to a high performance 0.21. that had a little bit more oomph, mm-hmm. but um, then I wanted to have a little bit more torque, so I upgraded it to a 0.26 that would actually drop in. And um, now this thing will actually do wheelies, which is you know something that the high performance engine would do, but it would also um, it's kind of a screamer, so it didn't have any power until you really revved up the engine. So now it has a lot of torque because it's a bigger engine. Um, I put on some wide max uh, tires, which these things, they're called the Big Joes. Not <laughs> Big Joes. But they're, uh, I'm going to say they're probably like six inches wide. And uh, they have, a, it's a low profile tire that has a, a larger rim which is actually pretty cool. And I'll take some pictures of this truck and put them in the show notes so you can actually see it up close in person. Um, let's see. If I take the body off. Is that just like a, like a fiberglass or plastic? Um, oh, it's a one-piece. I see. Yeah, it's a one-piece. This is a – the bodies on RC cars, uh, electric and nitro, are – it's um, they're a molded plastic. They're really thin, so they don't break when – impacted it's kind of like polycarbonate basically sure and they probably don't weigh anything at all it looks like no they don't and they are clear by nature and then you paint the inside of them that's how you put graphics in there oh okay so that way the outside of it stays shiny and you can paint the inside of whatever you want ply stickers and stuff like that but uh all that is is just to cover the truck Mm -hmm. so inside we have i'm 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 pointing this is where video would help i guess (laughs) We got the 0.26 engine, which it's been a while. I can't remember what this is called, but... It's got like a heat sink, huh? Yeah. Well, the part that you see mm-hmm. is the cylinder head. Oh, okay. The actual engine 
if you get in here, is underneath it. The pistons and everything are underneath the big heatsink. Oh, let's say oh, it is tiny. Yeah. So this is all just to keep it cool, and uh, it's two um, two cycle. This big thing on the side is the resonator pipe. Um, and one thing about two cycle engines is that the exhaust tunes the engine. So like uh, motocross bikes and stuff, you know how on the front of it, they have um, a big resonator and then it snakes off into a smaller pipe. And then based off of what they're after, like torque or RPMs, the length of it will change. Sure. Well, the same thing is true with nitro RC cars. So this guy is a, it's actually a high speed pipe. So it's actually pretty big, um, but it's also designed for torque. So it's kind of a dual purpose. Uh, intake is basically small little carburetors, a couple of adjustment screws here. Um, all this junk in the middle mm -hmm. is uh, the transfer case, and it's a two-speed transfer case. So um, at low speed, it's pretty low geared, and it'll actually do wheelies and jumps and all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, if you get it out on the road, you kick it into second gear, this thing will do 50 plus miles per hour and that's reels miles per hour. Wow. Okay. Now is it uh, like an automatic or do you actually shift it yourself? Uh, it's automatic. So it's all centrifugal. Um, even the, the clutch system, you know, with this big engine, I had to upgrade the clutch. So it has, and the stock one came with two shoes, which the shoes are as the engine spinning, the, the shoe is a, a contact piece that will expand and, contact the bell housing and then create friction and that's how it moves right okay well, with two of them with this big engine in here it actually would slip and i wouldn't get as much power so i put in a three shoe um, centrifugal clutch and now it locks up instantaneously and will do wheelies and flip over and gets a little violent sometimes <laughs> it sounds like fun and quick yeah so and you know and then there's the gearing system you can change the gears to change the gear ratio determine if you want high speed or low speed and stuff like that. Well, tell me about the suspension because that's really jumping out at me here. Okay. So the, um, nitro RC trucks that are designed for jumping and whatnot, they all come with two sets of shock absorbers and these are oil filled shocks, just like in your car. Nice. And the springs that are on the outside, these ones are purple. Um, the spring rate is changed by the color. So you might get red ones that are a little bit softer and purple ones that are a little bit stiffer. Um, I tuned this because I was going off some pretty big jumps and mm -hmm. I was bottoming out or bouncing when it would land. So I put these springs on here and actually there's, um, these little plastic doodads that are on top. All right. Those are spacers. So they're preload spacers. So like, even on a motorcycle, you have a spring preload tension. So that, um, will either apply more spring pressure to lift it up higher or to preload the spring so that it will absorb bumps differently than if it didn't have the preload. So in this one, I wanted, um, basically the, the front to be soft and the back to be stiff, partially because of the engine stuff's in the back and, uh, it did killer wheelies that way too. Mm -hmm. So also let's see other things I upgraded. Um, Steering servo, the one that came with it was pretty weak. You go off jumps and then it would actually put some pressure on the servo and break the, the gears and whatnot. Right. And uh, I want to say that I've replaced just about every plastic piece on this thing. <laughs> you know, you hear a term called bashing. And when you take these nitro cars out uh, to have fun, it's basically you're kind of beating up on them. So you find a Makes big sense. hill and you jump up the hill. Um, I want to say that just driving these 
particular trucks around in a circle, unless you have something, some goal in mind, they get, gets old pretty quick. So, you know, I go to like one of the local parks in the foothills and, uh, there would be, a you know, probably a, a 10 foot hill that was a grassy hill that went up to the parking lot or whatever. So I'd stand up by the parking lot and drive the truck around the, the baseball diamond and come around and then drive up the hill. And based on where I was driving, I would either hit the top of it and jump or I'd hit the top of it and do a wheelie or I could go up the side and turn around and kind of flip around and throw grass everywhere. So it gave me something to do, kind of made it fun. So I know you mentioned that this particular unit is larger than the the T-Max, which is the only model that I'm familiar with in this style, you know, because it's got kind of a popular name. Mm-hmm. So what are the advantages to larger? I mean, is it like a regular car? A wider stance gives you a better grip or is it, is it just horsepower because you have more space? Well, it's um, in model cars and whatnot, it's all based on a scale. Right. So um, the popular thing with the T-Max was that it used a stadium truck motor and then paired it up with like monster truck style running gear. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, kind of designed after like, um, like the Bigfoot and the, you know, the, the monster trucks of the stadium era. The, um, the Savage is a much larger truck, larger engine and whatnot. Um, the, bigger, the bigger form factor, if you will, drives a little bit better and it has just a different power curve. So the, you know, the bigger motor gives out more torque so you can actually do wheelies a little bit. I mean, the T-Max does plenty of wheelies. It's really fast. Um, this one is just kind of fast in a different way. Um, I put, you know, these big Joes on here, made the stance of the truck extremely wide. It makes it look like a square, you mm-hmm. know, which you mentioned before. Um, it also corners better. It gets better traction. Um, larger tires like this also have more rolling resistance. So you need to have a bigger motor to actually power them. Um, you know, I can put T-Max size tires on here and actually just roach them, um, because I have so much power now. Well, I know that you mentioned this is made by HPI Mm -hmm. and it might surprise you to know that I have some HPI cars too. Oh, really? Do tell. Well, unlike, uh, your incredibly fancy truck that honestly makes me want to take it right now and go jump over my car or something. <laughs> I, uh, have focused on small, uh, little street racers. In fact, I have, uh, a bunch of imported little micro racers that are so small that they're about the same size as a quarter and they charge on a pad that's about the same size as a deck of cards. And my wife thought it was fun to get these for me to race around on our desks and tables when we first got married. Cause we just didn't have a lot of room. Mm-hmm. But I graduated from these into a series that uh, you might be familiar with, at least peripherally, from uh, Radio Shack that's made by HPR called X Mods. Right, and those are they're like one twenty fifth scale or something one, like that. Yeah, one twenty fourth scale. So these are primarily street racers. Although the newer generation X Mods that are available now have sort of a monster truck motif. I'd be the be the first to tell you that. Yeah, there's not much fun to have a monster truck that's about the size of a shoe, as opposed to one of these things where you can go and, you know, jump it around in a parking lot. Uh, So we didn't get those, but instead I bought, like, I've got a, you know, a Nissan Skyline and a WRX, and not so much like these, but they're modifiable as well. So as an example, I have all-wheel drive and all-wheel steering, and 
upgraded engines and upgraded battery packs in those too. And if you scale those out, I think I've got one that does up almost to 300 miles an hour to scale. <laughs> to scale. But we bought those fairly early on, and, and they're ironically very delicate, unlike this beast, because they're mostly plastic. So we found that because they're so darn fast, we were having trouble racing them around the house. And because they're so darn small, it was hard to find a place where we could race them around on the street. So it was fun to put, you know, ground effects lighting on them and these all-wheel drive kits and headlights and whatnot, but there just wasn't much use for them. So a couple of years back, my wife and I had an opportunity when we were down at Disneyland to go to a place called Ride Makers. Oh, Ride Makers, that sounds, um, sounds technical. It is. So there are a couple of these around the nation, but I believe it's a Disney-owned property. If not, it certainly is suspicious that there's always one next to a Disney property. <laughs> but I like to think of this as like a like a boy's Build-A-Bear. So you know a Build-A-Bear, you go in mm-hmm. and you stuff your animal and you buy it clothes and all that girly stuff. Yep. So Ride Makers is your opportunity to take off-the-shelf parts and build an RC race car. Hmm. So there are two different ways you can build ride makers. One is the radio-controlled, remote-controlled variety, mm-hmm. which is, of course, what you want to do. Well, of course. But you can also buy what they call a rolling model, which has no internal mechanics at all. So essentially a fancy model car. Mm. So my wife and I bought a couple of these on a whim while we were down there. And they are, uh, you know, somewhere between the 124 scale and this monster truck that you've got in front of us i think they're 118s if i remember correctly yeah and i want to say that the savage is a one-tenth scale but Mm -hmm. a lot of people say that it's a one-eighth but the one-eighth has different size engines and stuff like that so So you can go online and go to ride makers and ironically ride makers models have found their way even into toys r us and i'd certainly look into them if you find this sort of stuff entry level performance wise at least if you find this stuff interesting because ride makers are pretty cheap. You can get everything you need and nicely customized, at least as far as they go, for under $100. Oh, wow. And they have um, a lot of licensed body styles. As an example, our last trip down to Disneyland this last year, we bought some more bodies, and I bought the little Porsche from Cars because I thought that would be fun to chase my kids around with. <laughs> nice. And Sally, the Porsche. Mm-hmm. And my wife bought a actual licensed scale pink Corvette um, that benefits breast cancer. So a nice opportunity there for her to support a cause she likes and get a car out of the deal too. Yeah. Well, you got to save the boobies. Yeah. So if you picture these things, they have ground effects lighting and upgraded engines and you can put light effects on them and you can make them talk in the case of the Disney cars and they have a lot of what you and I would normally call bolt-ons but they're held in place by magnets so they're kid-friendly and you can mix and match them on the fly and these things are a lot of fun not quite as fast as this beast or even my <laughs> X mods yeah. but the nice plus is they're designed just because of the market to be very durable and so I'm embarrassed to say I think we have nine of them now Oh, wow. So it's a little bit of a dangerous addiction, but you can pieces parts them. Like I say, we bought a couple of extra bodies from Toys R Us when they were on sale over the holiday season. And then we went out and bought the guts to turn them into RC cars uh, online cheap as opposed to, you know, going to Disneyland. 
So I can say that I've got a bit of the RC bug also, although <laughs> not quite at this level. Yeah, well, and I'm, I must say that I've been a little reserved with this truck. Uh, I mentioned that the Savage that I have is the first generation Savage that HPI released. Since then, they've released like Savage X, and they have had some that have 2.6 engines, just like what I put in mm -hmm. here, except um, their own version, so it's not quite as powerful. Um, at around the time that this truck came out, a lot of in RC enthusiasts got a hold of it as well and started making custom parts. So as you can see, there is a lot of plastic bulkheads and stuff. Sure. Well, fancy machinists would uh, make aluminum parts oh. as replacements and sell them in custom RC stores and whatnot. So like these control arms here that are plastic, they're really thick plastic, you could get aluminum ones that were actually anodized to a certain color nice these side spars here these are aluminum which is basically what holds the entire truck together and the the screws actually go you know they're they're like wood screws but they go into the plastic and that's what basically holds the whole truck together well they started making um extended versions of this that would actually lengthen the truck by a few inches and it helped when you put a high horsepower engine in there to keep the front tires down and right. not actually just be a wheelie monster. <laughs> uh, that's you, fun too. Yeah, well, and they also put like a wheelie bar. You could add it onto the back. So you actually do controlled wheelies if you want. Um, there was a company that made carbon fiber side spars. Ooh. So, and it really, really nice. And then this roll bar here would actually be carbon fiber. Um, by the time that you put all that stuff into this truck, you were looking at um, probably $800 worth of upgrade parts. Wow. In a truck that actually made it heavier, a little bit more delicate because you have um, thin little pieces going through a really thick piece of aluminum. And basically, an RC truck that you don't drive. Ah, so, I mean, how funny. Yeah, these plastic parts are really designed for the basher. So, you know, they're easy to replace, they're easy to manufacture. Um, HPI gets their money after the fact because you're buying all these replacement parts. And well, I have cheap, I'd imagine, too. Eh, not really. Um, I have a box full of extra parts because <laughs> you, just like a regular model, you buy these parts on the tree. So say I needed a control arm. So I go and buy the tree that actually had the control arm. And now I have an entire tree of extra parts that I don't need. And some of them aren't, uh, aren't ones that actually break very often. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. So I have a whole bunch of parts that really I can't use. And then, you know, some of these, you take the truck apart to clean it. Um, or at least I did. Um, and then the screw holes kind of get wore out. So then you have to replace those pieces. And, you know, if we flip the truck over, there's, uh, these plastic skid plates on the bottom. Right. Well, you see the piece of purple in there. That's, um, uh, a reinforcement plate on top of it that, uh, that's what holds the front differential together and connects it to the side spars. And then this piece of plastic goes over top of it to protect that piece. Um, you know, you got to remove all that stuff to actually get to the differentials and add extra spur gears and, um, you know, beef up the parts and whatnot. Uh, and then uh, if you have to replace a dog bone, which is the piece that connects the differential to the wheel, um, you got to take the whole side of it apart. So all those things that you pull apart and whatnot, you know, it wears out the plastic and then you got to replace those. So they, uh, they make their money after the fact. Well, it certainly seems like a lot of fun. And as you guys can see... 
RC racing is a lot like building a PC and a lot of different levels of entry. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever been curious, I would suggest that you go out and try it for yourself. Even if you have to come in cheaply, see if you catch the bug too. And before you know it, you'll have a beast like this one in front of you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, what is it? The cost of the engine of this thing is about, um, about a half of a GTX 780. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you, um, you get into it and then if you catch the bug, you end up spending some extra bucks, but you have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. And at least it gets you outside too. That's important in today's age. Well, if you have any questions about RC racing, send us an email. For more information on the topics discussed in this podcast, please consult our show notes on HardwareAsylum.com. Stay up to date on the latest at Hardware Asylum by subscribing to our RSS, now available on iTunes. Join us on Facebook and follow us on Google. This has been a Ninja Link production, copyright 2014. Thanks for listening.